My name is Dominique Drew, and this is The Art of Attraction, the premier podcast to elevate your relationships, your life, and yourself. I'm your host, Dominique Drew, an intuitive, a spiritual guide, and a seasoned expert in men's relationship coaching. I've used the methods in this podcast to completely transform my own life and relationships, and now, high performers in every industry hire me to help them do the same. Here, you will learn how to solve the issues in your inner world which keep you from real fulfillment, deep intimacy, freedom, and authenticity. Welcome to the next stage of your evolution. And we are live with the Art of Attraction with Dominique Drew. Hi. Hello. How are you? I'm so genuinely curious about your answer to that question. My name is Domini Drew. I am your host of The Art of Attraction. I hope that you are coming to this with questions, with concerns. I have a really great topic today that uh, feels very spontaneous. Um, I'm feeling very spontaneous in the moment. I just got off a powerful coaching call um, with... Uh, one of my clients in my my ladies group. I have a ladies group, and I have a men's group, and uh, you know I like doing it that way. I, I I have it that way partially because I started a men's group earlier. I used to work exclusively with men, um, and uh, and then I branched out and I I started a women's group, and that has an, an equally powerful feel. Um, but they also have their own uh, vibrations, and I find that as I uh, work with men and women separately, that they're really able to. Uh, engage more, I don't know, more deeply. Of course, combining them would also, um, you know, create a very rich soil for, uh, for deepening growth. Um, but for now, I really, I, I enjoy these dynamics creating the kind of safety that a single gender um, can, uh, can really bring and create the container for. But today I would like to speak to you about listening to life. You know, so many people, when they come to me, you know, people come to me for all sorts of reasons. Some come for dating and relationship reasons. Um, they're single or they don't know why, or they're struggling with um, meeting people or approach anxiety or low self-confidence. And a lot of people... Um, come for other reasons. You know, they want more out of life. Um, they have low self-worth. Um, they can't make the money they want. They can't, you know, maybe they're already incredibly successful, but they're missing something. They're, they're not happy, right? Um, recently, I've been shifting more towards working with people who have reached a really high level of success because I'm finding more and more that the people that I work with who fit that description are really quite miserable for one reason or another. And they're miserable and they have really um, massive impacts in the world. And so to work with someone who's got that level of, of impact and who wants to open, to wake up, to find real fulfillment, they have real power 
to change the world, as we all do, as we all do, to be clear. And when that is magnified in such a way by one who loves themselves, by one who is truly radiant with happiness, that changes the world in such a profound way. And I'm finding myself fascinated with that these days. And so I was on this call with my client just recently. And I began to channel. Um, I've, I've started channeling in the last year. So it was actually my COVID quarantine activity. I decided that I was going to learn to channel. Uh, and I did. And I have a way to do that, um, to learn to do that. Um, if you are interested, please don't hesitate to reach out because I had absolutely no idea how to do it. Um, and then I learned. And so I did that within you know, a couple of weeks. So um, if channeling is something that, that interests you, um, then please reach out and I will share my resources with you. Um, so as she was speaking, some information came through to me around listening to life. And what came through was, listen to your life experience as if it were music. Listen to life as if it were music. Beautiful, poetic, and utterly confusing. <laughs> the fuck does that actually mean? <laughs> here's what it means, and here's why it matters very, very much to how you feel every day. Oftentimes, we walk around in life lost in thought. We are focused on the future. We are focused on the past. We are focused on things that are not relevant to the present moment. And we live there. We hide there. We are afraid, oftentimes, to really drop into the depths of the moment. And a lot of us don't really know how. That's what I teach my clients how to do and how to find happiness there. But we are listening to thought. Okay? So when something happens, let's say you have a pain in your back. Okay? So you're going through your day, and then at some point you have a pain in your back, and you just go, ugh, why is that my back hurting? I haven't even done anything. Ugh. And you go on with your day. There is a way in which you can listen to your life experience as if it were music, as if it were a podcast, just like you're listening now. You would be hearing, quote unquote, what's happening. So instead of a note or instead of a note coming to you from the music uh, in the form of a frequency hitting your ear, which then does another thing with frequency, then going to your brain and being interpreted as a sound, as note, you can 
Do the same thing with your life experience. Okay? You can listen. Oh, here I am in my day. Suddenly, I just felt a pain in my back. I'm just going to hear that. Oh, pain in my back. If the pain in my back were trying to tell me something, what would it say? Now, you are asking this question. You can ask it in your mind if you'd like. You are not answering it. You, conscious you, who is interpreting these words on a mental level, is not able to answer that question. I mean, sure, you'll come up with, oh, well, I had that soccer injury when I was young, and oh, I was sitting funny this morning. Your back is not hurting because you were sitting funny. Okay? You sit funny all the time, and it doesn't hurt. Why is it this time? It does. Listen. And in order to listen in this way, you must get out of your own way. You must, must get your conscious self out of the way. Don't interpret what it's saying. Don't make up reasons. Don't tell life what it means. <laughs> Ask life what it means. Oh, I wonder why I would have back pain in this moment. Just because you're, forgive me, puny, teensy little brain. <laughs> Your mental realm does not understand yet why your back is hurting in this moment does not mean that there is no reason. Far, far from it. Just because you cannot consciously understand something in this moment does not mean it is not valid. Far, far from it. But when you operate entirely on what you understand to be true. In other words, if something, uh, a piece of information or experience comes to you that does not match your understanding of reality, if you dismiss it, then the way you're experiencing life is as if you're through a bottleneck, okay? Life is coming at you. You're filtering all of life coming at you through this bottleneck of, I must understand it with my brain. And then only letting through what comes to you, what you already understand, right? If it fits in with what your brain has told you is, your, is the correct version of reality, but really it's just your version of reality. This is why change is difficult, okay? Because you're only willing to accept what you already think is true. Well, then how are you going to learn what's really true or whether or not you're even right? Some stuff you're right about the truth and some stuff you're not right about the truth, right? How can you be in contact with life? And by that, I mean present. Because when you are present, you are in contact with life. How can you be in contact with life if you're telling life what it is? If you're restricting what is or is not possible, what is or is not real based on what you think is true already, based on what makes sense to your logical mind. I spoke intentionally. Your logical mind is puny. 
even the great academics of the, of the world. Very smart. Smartness is great. Smartness does not help you be more present or happier or more fulfilled or more impactful. It just helps you be smarter. And it could contribute to those things. But what we're talking about here is beyond the logical mind. And you must let yourself create some distance between your real self and your logical mind. Otherwise, you will be stuck to only your realm of experience that makes sense to you. This is about listening. Listening is a beautiful state. It's a very open state. It is somewhat passive in the sense that you're not going after the answers. You're not making sense. You're not figuring things out. You're not answering the question. You're simply asking and receiving the answer. It's a very feminine state, receiving. Okay. As you are able to sit quietly in yourself, doesn't really mean without conscious thought. It just means keeping your focus on your body, on what's happening inside your body. That's what's happening in the present moment. Your thought is not happening in the present moment. doesn't exist, doesn't have um, uh, substance in your present reality. Okay, and they're usually regarding something in the future or something in the past, which neither of which those things, uh, neither of which exist, right? To listen to life means you're not, and, and you don't want to take this to the, to, the, to the other far extreme either of, oh my God, I'm interpreting everything. Like, oh, there's, this is a sign and that's a sign and that's a sign. Yes, they're all signs. Don't... <laughs> Don't do anything with that. You don't need to, oh, that's a sign, so I will. Or, oh, that's a sign I was looking for, so now I can. The fact that I'm saying those words, ah, that is a sign. In that case, I must do. Listen to the doing. Hear how I started doing? So I took, I received, then I stopped receiving, and I decided what I needed to do. Okay. Also, don't take this as, oh my God, if I just sit there and listen, I won't get anything done all day. Not so. You know, when I was young, I was very much a controller. Um, I thought that I needed to make things happen. And my image And if you're not familiar with images, I highly recommend that you download um, my free course, um, Inner Evolution, free intro course, um, where I do a whole video on images. Images are these um, statements that we make, and I teach you how to recognize them. I think I've got another podcast episode where I talk about it as well, um, how to recognize them and, and why they're incredibly detrimental. They are out of reality. They are part of your lens. We all see life through a certain lens. 
that has been colored by the things that we've experienced, the things we've decided. Um, and all of those things are out of reality. By definition, the lens is out of reality. Okay. So any spiritual work that you ever have done, the intention is to get you to see and release that lens so that you're just seeing life as it is instead of how it is interpreted through all of this, this sort of screen, right? Lens or screen that you have in front of your eyes. So if you have that screen, right? So, so for me, one of the things that was a, a lens through which I saw the world was this story that I carried, this image um, that said, if I don't make things happen, then nothing will happen. Okay. And if you are, um, um, you know, if you've listened to the, to the images recording, you will recognize that as an image because of the shape of the phrase, if blank, then blank. Okay. Those are images. That's the, one of the ways you recognize a certain kind of image in your language. Okay. So mine said, if I don't make things happen, nothing will happen. Well, what the hell does that even mean? Like you're probably resonating pretty hard with that statement, my guess is, because a lot of people feel this. But if you stop and actually look at that statement, what does that mean? <laughs> First of all, what does nothing will happen mean? Things are always happening. I could sit here and, and be entirely still in meditation for an hour and life will still continue around me. My puppy dog will need to pee an hour's worth more. Birds will be tweeting outside my window. Somebody will be taking their garbage out. Like life is still happening. So you can hear like, even though it sounds like, yeah, of course, if you don't make something happen, nothing will happen. All right. But to make something happen, there's forcing in that. Right. Don't confuse this with a lack of effort or a lack of um, direction persistence. Let's separate these things out here. Okay. This is about forcing. Okay. If you are motivated to push through, then you will push through. Sure. There's work in that, but it's different than forcing yourself to do something that you don't really want to do. Okay. These are subtle differences here. And I'll go into these in more detail in another episode. Here, we're just looking at doing versus being. Being in a state of listening. Oh, my back just started. If my back, imagine intentionality. If my back were trying to tell me something right now in this moment that it wasn't trying to tell me a moment ago because a moment ago it didn't hurt. Huh, imagine that were trying to tell me. I wonder what it would be trying to tell me. I ask the question and I stay silent. I listen. If an answer comes, great. If not, great. There's no demand for an answer here. That's doing. All right, I'm asking. Now, speak up. We have demand. There's a childlike place in that. There's, a, there's insistence. Okay, so you're a little triggered. Great. Here you are a little triggered. Wonderful. Listen to the trigger. Listen to what your life experience is telling you. And in this way, a few things happen. One is to be in that state, as we said before, there's a certain amount of 
openness, meaning you're willing to experience life more. As you are willing to experience life more, you are willing to show up more. You're willing to feel more. And thus, you are more present and awake to life. Willingness to be here is all that presence takes. There is nothing else to it. <laughs> it's just that the ways in which we are unwilling to be here tend to be rather subtle. So we can't really tell the difference a lot of times. Know that the only thing that keeps us from being present is a kind of no. If we relate this to listening, then the back might hurt. You might go, Ugh, there's no reason for my back to hurt, or Ugh, it's only hurting because I was sitting funny earlier. And you've, you've told, you've told life in that moment. You've told your back why it's hurting you. And thus, if you're wrong, there's no room for that. There's, you're, you're, you're saying no to any answer other than the one you've just decided is true. In this way, you are speaking. You are entering an opinion. I've decided why my back is hurting. Instead of risking the openness of, huh, I wonder why my back is hurting. If you can remain in this state, a few things will happen. One is that confusion that you feel many times in life, like, gosh, my life just doesn't seem to make sense. I keep doing X and I get inconsistent results or I get results that I don't want. Things start to make sense. Why? Because you're listening to what it's it's saying you're 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 looking at the data as it shows up to you instead of telling the data what it is you're not you consciously are not interpreting the data you're waiting for the data to interpret itself to you okay again different ways of approaching you can approach it very actively i know why this is happening or i'm deciding why it's or it couldn't be happening that way it's definitely got to happen this way you're interpreting the data or not interpreting, you're not even looking at it, instead of, huh, I wonder what that's about. Hmm, that's interesting. I wonder what that's about. Hmm, how interesting. And if you go, huh, how interesting. Oh, how interesting. And you allow that to be your default state, then of its own accord, you take all of that data, the data being when your back hurts, right? The, the, your, 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 um, conscious life experience. And you allow something to come out of it or not. And in that state of allowing, the real answer comes through. Okay? In that, oh, I might get an answer about my back right now or I might not. In holding that state every time, or as often as you can, 
increasingly often that your back hurts or that you experience something in life. Gradually, let's say maybe some period of time later, you go, oh, how interesting. It occurs to me that every time somebody starts talking about their father leaving them, my back hurts. Now, if you would like guidance on doing this more directly, I have a YouTube video out, my breathing exercise, where I walk you through an exercise to um, directly experience what is happening in your body in exactly this way, how to listen to your body, basically, okay? And, and it doesn't matter, you know, I, I made a very sort of direct, my back hurts when the, you know, it, it may be that um, direct or it may not. It's about the state in which you state, uh, in which you sit, excuse me, okay? If you can sit open and receptive, then you are in relationship with life, okay? Yes, there is some vulnerability in this. Yes, there is um, some removing of, of ego in the sense of, you know, you have to sit in the unknown. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I, I know why my back is hurting because I sat funny earlier, but I don't know. I'll just listen. As you open to the higher levels, you will find a kind of relationship with life, you will find the things that you were easily able to define earlier lose their definition, not into vagueness or uncertainty, but into a more holistic view of the present moment. This is what you are not open to when you're telling life what it is, when you're trying to interpret when you're trying to interpret, you're pulling on a set of skills that you have that is incredibly limited, your life experience. It's not that your life experience is not highly relevant. It is. It's just misinterpreted. Okay? If, um, you know, men or women have always left you and you come to the, you interpret that as men or women tend to leave. That's not correct. The correct interpretation is, that's interesting. Men and women seem to leave me. I wonder what that's about. So you're owning your life experience as yours. I seem to attract X. For me, this seems to happen. I wonder why. Here we are listening. Instead of telling the world how it is, well, women clearly leave because look at my life. Or men obviously leave, look at my life. Okay, these are images. It's the difference between an image and, and a reality, okay? An image is a, a statement you make that you generalize to all of life, and it can't possibly be true. Not every man leaves. Not every woman leaves. That's not true, right? If you ask your logical mind that, it'll say, of course, Obviously, there's some men and women out there who don't leave, right? And yet, you're carrying around the statement. You're seeing life through the lens of men leave. Women leave. People leave me. I'm not worth staying for. I'm unlovable. 
people don't care. Okay? So those statements, whether they're conscious or not, whether they're statements that are conscious or they're not, they color your lens. Okay? If you see the world through the statement of, you know, nobody likes me, then everywhere you look in life, you will see that nobody likes you. Even if they do, okay, you will skip over the ones that do because they don't match your version of reality. There's the bottleneck in effect. And instead, you will experience only, you will consciously register only the experiences you have that match your story, that match your lens. So, one direct way out of this is to simply listen. Listen to life as if it were music. Listen to your experience. Watch it. Let it in. Let it affect you. Let it touch you. And observe if you're not willing to do that or if it sounds difficult or uncomfortable. That's fine. Then what you're experiencing is discomfort. Listen to that. Oh, in this moment, I seem to feel some discomfort. How interesting. Oh, in this moment, I seem to feel incredibly joyful. How interesting. Oh, now I feel sad. How interesting. In this way, you come into a state of mind which is profoundly meditative, present, serene. A mindset which is more passive. It is the mindset which needs to be passive. You will act anyway. I sit in this place just about all the time. I still run a business. I still do advertising. I hire people. I create content. I coach people. I'm, I travel the world. I have great relationships with my family. I have beautiful romantic relationships. I, I have all of this going on. I am not passive in life. I just have stepped out of that place of forcing my independence, my will, and can sit in a place of listening. In this way, and only when I let go of that forcing, of that need to control, of the need to, quote, make things happen. I mean, just, just look at the the arrogance inherent in that, the conceitedness, like if I don't make things happen, nothing will happen. I mean, like, good Lord, girl, <laughs> who on earth do you think you are? <laughs> I didn't even realize, I didn't feel arrogance when I thought that, I just thought that was how it was. And it wasn't. And that way of thinking had consequences for me one of which was I was exhausted. 
just exhausted all the time, tired. From having to hold up everything, or so it was in my head, from having to control everything, I was tired. I was tired at like 16 years old. I remember going into a healer and being like, oh, I'm just exhausted. <laughs> well, of course I was. I was taking responsibility for all of life. And that led to so many distortions. Self-aggrandizement, as you can see. People-pleasing. Terrible boundaries. I wasn't able to set boundaries. I thought if I said no to someone that it meant I didn't love them. So many distortions that I carried that led to depression, that led to profoundly low self-confidence, that led to self-hatred, self-loathing, body image issues, all of these things. And many were related to this one lens through which I was seeing the world, a lens that said, if I don't make things happen, nothing will happen. I will say here that in order for me to confront and remove this, I needed to risk being right. In order to stop in order to stop controlling, I had to risk that if I didn't make things happen, nothing would happen. I had to risk nothing happening because I truly believed that was that to be true. You know, it's unconscious for a certain extent. And then I did a bunch of the work that I now teach and I, I, I learned how to make it conscious. And so then I was able to deal with it. That's step one, right? And even once it was conscious, I didn't want to let go of it because I was afraid of what would happen, that truly nothing would happen. My life would go nowhere. I would never be successful. I would never feel fulfilled. I would never help the world the way I felt that I wanted to. I had to risk what I feared most. And in doing so, I realized that the fear was based on an illusion, a misconception that was just very convincing in my head. And as I risked that, and as I realized that I was incorrect, I was able to shift. I was able to learn to receive life. And now, I listen to life as if it were music. Thank you so much for joining me. This is The Art of Attraction, and I'm Dominique Drew. Please rate and like this podcast. Please share, subscribe, and comment. Try this and tell me how it goes. I'll see you next time.
Thank you for joining me for this episode of The Art of Attraction. This is Domini Drew signing off and reminding you that if you love this podcast, please hit that subscribe button, rate us five stars, and most importantly, share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. See you next time.